We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Um, but he's more more involved in the attack now. Um, four crosses in a shot last game at Minnesota. Um, eight points against Columbus on the road. So, you know, it's, it's not a... Uh, <sighs> All right, all right. It's, it's, it's that kind of slate, Andrew. I'm saying, man. This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast from RotoWire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For player news, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, please visit RotoWire.com slash soccer. And now, here are Andrew Laird, Skylar Redpath, and J.D. Bazo. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. My name is Andrew Laird, Senior Soccer Editor of Rotowire. Joined on this Thursday, May 2nd, I'm back again, but this time with Skylar Redpath to talk about some Major League Soccer. Skylar, I'll be honest that I haven't played MLS quite as much as I did last year, um, but we have like this monster six-game slate um, with a GPP that I believe is twice as big as last Saturday, so I had to jump in. I put a lineup together, and I'm twelve thousand dollars over the salary cap. <laughs> so I'm going to need. It's a little hard help. to, uh, yeah. This slate, just at first glance, it's uh, it's hard to find value. So um, should be a fun one. But yeah, I mean, it's it's nice to see the prize pools jump up a little bit or double, double. I guess, compared to last week yeah. when we were playing for pennies. 
I'm playing for quarters this week. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, let's uh, yeah, let's dive into it. I mean, it's it's like I said, it's going to be interesting trying to find some value plays to build around. So yeah, maybe I, we can find some along the way here. I feel like um, one of the complaints that people had earlier this week uh, for the Champions League slates were that uh, Messi was too cheap and that everybody was going to play him because. He just wasn't priced up enough. And I feel like they're trying to make up for that with Carlos Vela now at 13,000, where home against Chicago, LAFC is the biggest favorite on the slate. And you're like, I definitely want Vela. And then 13,000, you're like, I might be able to make this work. And then when you go through, instead of like, instead of going through looking for value plays to play with Vela, I was going through all of these other guys that I wanted to play also. So you definitely end up with having to figure out if you want to play Vela or not. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to come down to. And, um, you know, there's several, I would say, cash viable options at the forward position. So, you know, it kind of leads you to think that you might be able to get away with not playing Vela. Um, You know, for me, it's it's kind of interesting, too, because the fire have been on paper, they've actually been decent defensively. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I don't, I, I don't know that they've played uh, an attack quite like LASC and Carlos Vela. So, um, take that for what it's worth. But yeah, I mean, look at their recent game log. They've, um, you know, they've had like a couple of one goal against games, or I think four in a row actually. So, they haven't given up multiple goals many times this season. But I think, uh, I think LASC could put up multiple goals against the Fire. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> there haven't been many games where Vela hasn't scored. So it's not even like we're talking about like just floor. Like some of his games, like you just go through the game log, you don't find scores like this in, in another league. Like you don't see 55 and a half often and then like multiple 30-point games. So it definitely right, like jumps out. showdown. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, like exactly. These are like showdown numbers that we're looking at and it's just regular slate. So. Yeah, he um yeah, like thirty points per game average is is nuts. And um I think somebody said on the last slate the last showdown they were on, he's averaging like seventy five a game. Um which I mean it's nuts. But yeah, so we've got LAFC home against Chicago, uh home against New England, they're the the second biggest favorite. Then we've got uh, San Jose uh, home against FC Cincinnati, DC United, home against Columbus. And then the, the next two games are pretty close, uh, odds-wise at least. We have RSL home against Portland, and Minnesota is slightly favored at home against Seattle. Um, so it's like you look at the teams that are on there. Uh, obviously, if you don't want to pay all the way up for Vela, uh, you know, the names that you always go to for cash games are are here on this slate. Like you've got Ladero, you've got Rooney, you've got um, whichever San Jose guys you want in the uh, in midfield. You've got the Columbus guys, Iguain and Santos. Like it just feels like there are a lot of cash guys on this slate that paying all the way up for Vela might not be worth it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've- tried to put a couple of Vela builds together and it's really, really tough. I mean, you're talking about playing a min price keeper, uh, min price defender mm-hmm. in one of your defender slots. And that's with, you know, 
mediocre, I guess you could say, midfielders. I'm talking about guys like uh, Jan Gregus, mm-hmm. um, Edward Edward Atuesta, I think could be cash viable on this slate at 4,800. Um, but those are the guys that you're probably looking at playing or building around with Vela in, in a lineup. So, um, you know, if you go down to a Ladero, which I think is definitely in play, even though last game he kind of put up a dud, but um, at Minnesota I think is a pretty nice spot for him. Um, I think if you can go down to him or go down to Rooney, definitely going to you know go a long way as far as being able to pay up for some more uh, appealing options, I guess we could say um, across the rest of your lineup. So I'm, you know, I don't think it's too crazy to fade Bela here, but you know, fair warning. I mean, you mentioned it earlier. He's he's the type of guy that could go off for like 50 burger um, any given game, especially at home against Chicago. So that's kind of what what the the risk involved in fading him is. Yeah, I think kind of the other problem, at least among the forwards on this slate, like you said, like there really aren't that many value plays. So even if you're fading Vela. Like, let's say you go with Ladero, you aren't necessarily set at forward. Like, I feel like the the immediate way is like, if you're not going to play Vela, you play Ladero, but like, you kind of also want to play Rooney and playing Ladero and Rooney or two of Ladero, Rooney and Vela doesn't, I mean, you're, that's a lot of salary cap, especially because there are midfielders and a few defenders like worth paying up for. Like, is there any right. way to pay down at forward? I, mean, I think just looking through the list, and uh, this was a guy that Daniel pointed out last uh, last week for a little bit of salary relief. That second forward spot is Jefferson Savarino, mm-hmm. sixty seven hundred, um, kind of you know flirting with double digit points pretty much game in game out, even without goals and assists. And uh, I think you can go there again this week. So he's probably the first guy I'd say just um, without trying to take you know throw a dart with a like a min price or relatively min price forward option. Um, and Salvarino is probably where I'm looking at as far as like a cheapish mid-range forward. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, Carlos, Carlos Gil, Gil actually is uh, priced down compared to what he has been. Mm-hmm. Recently, 7500 is a pretty good price for him. Um, he put up a goose egg last game yeah. <laughs> in, a four, in a 4-4 barn burner. I don't know how that happens. I mean, he missed a PK. He got it, had a yellow card. That'll do um, it because he, have, he drew yeah, five he, fouls, which is kind of an impressive total to then also finish with zero points. Yeah, it's it's kind of a head scratcher, and I'm not <laughs> sure too why the, what the deal was with uh, New England's corner kicks because he had zero crosses. Mm-hmm. So um, is he off corners now? It's I need to look into that because I wasn't sure what happened there. I mean, coming into this game, he pretty much had a monopoly. They didn't win a single one. Wow. In a 4-4 game. In a 4-4 game. Yeah, well, that's a, they just kept the ball in play, and then they put it in the goal. They just never had it trickle out. Right, the, like, four chances that they probably had, they scored. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I, I watched the highlights. I didn't get to see the full game on that one. So I know there was a lot of craziness involved as far as red cards and that kind of thing. So it seemed like a would have been a fun game to watch uh, from start to finish. But, yeah, it's wild. No, no corner kicks, no crosses for mm-hmm. heel. Yeah, four four ten. Seventy five hundred though, right? Um, yeah, that it, not that not that he's close enough to the those upper tier guys, but it's almost I don't know. It, it just feels like that's like a significant drop from from Vela, Rooney, Ladero. We mentioned Quintero. I think it sounds like he's um, 
being he's going to be closer to playing than not. Although you never really know until lineups come out. So I guess he doesn't really necessarily have the floor that the other guys do with Grey Goose back. Yeah, and I think him being um, him being out would probably help Grey Goose a little bit too. Mm-hmm. So it's something to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like Grey Goose is like a an amazing play for sixty eight hundred, but. Right. Um, you know, he is on set pieces for Minnesota and his production has been there. So it's not a guy I would completely ignore. And yeah, I might give some consideration to, especially if Quintero's out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any guys kind of further down, like Ledesma got a start two games ago and was not great and then didn't start last week or didn't start midweek. So I'm not sure you necessarily want to go 5,300 for a guy playing his second road game in the same week. But I'm just trying to find like some of these lower guys that maybe you can get something out of. I mean, Zardis at 5,000. I can't believe I'm actually saying that. <laughs> uh, that's rough. Um, I mean, Justin Miram, I'd probably play him at 4,500 before I'd play Zardis. Mm-hmm. Miram's got a little bit more of a, a floor, I guess you could say, although it's not, it's nothing to, uh, nothing to really, rely on sure. he had six crosses last game but he only played 56 minutes he's always a sub risk to come off early um but i mean out there on the wing then he's he's more likely to swing in some crosses and, and earn points that way than zardes is on the road at dc to you know to score a goal or something and it just zardes is just so goal dependent that, yeah uh yeah definitely not going there on the road uh at dc did you take anything out of this 4-4 game from juan agadello Put a goal and an assist. I mean, just it's just MLS. It's like <laughs> it's one of those crazy results that you don't see coming, and then the Revs put up four goals at Sporting Kansas City, which yeah. although SKC's been pretty leaky at the back, so that's um, really leaky. Yeah, it's really leaky giving up four goals to the Revs, who have been just awful this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, Agudelo. Uh, I think Juan. Caicedo is right there in the same price range, 200 bucks more than Agudelo, but uh, that's just not going to happen. Gaming game out, just not sustainable. So, yeah, if you want to throw a dart at GPP just to squeeze in the heavy artillery, uh, I could see it. I don't really advise it. <laughs> um, like I said, it's it's a, a rough slate for finding value. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, and if the problem with finding value forwards is tough. Um, it's not that there aren't value midfielders, although there there aren't like great ones, like really cheap ones, but there are a bunch that uh, you want to play that are also expensive. Like the, I mean, obviously you always kind of want to play the more expensive guys, but it fe- feels like there are a lot of mid, like solid cash midfielders that are in that 75 to 85 range that, you'd have no problem playing. Like you have uh, Pedro Santos at 7,900, Espinosa at 81, Rusnak. I mean, they're, you're not going to be like searching for options of guys that you want to play. It's more about having to figure out who you're going to end up fading. Right. Yeah, I think, uh, I think he said it. I mean, Santos is probably going to be pretty popular. Um, he didn't start this last game, so his... Uh, his production, I think he had four points in 34 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't think people are really going to be looking at that. I think they're going to be looking more at his game 
before that, which is against the same opponent as this week, DC mm-hmm. United. Um, just video game numbers, 16 Ridiculous. crosses, yeah, six shots. I mean, he didn't have a goal or an assist, and he fin- finishes with 29 points. Right, right. <laughs> um, so that's yeah, that's where I think he's, his ownership is going to be uh, inflated a little bit based off of that. And the game before that, he had 25 points. So um, I think Santos will be pretty popular on this slate. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, you've got Rusnak right there, 7,800, and a pretty good matchup at home against Portland. So, yeah, definitely be some decisions to be made. Um, because, again, if we're paying in the 7,000 to all the way up to 13,000 range at forward, then it's, it's going to be tough to fit even even two of those guys, like the Santos and Rusnak Egwene, then uh, at midfield. Mm-hmm. Do, you, so. do you put Santos ahead of Espinoza and Rusnak? Yeah, I think it seems like Espinoza's production has tailed off a little bit, although he did have uh, had almost 20 points last game, yeah. so maybe he's coming back around. <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, S- or San Jose at home against FC Cincinnati is a pretty attractive spot to be in. I'd probably put uh, Espinoza. I mean, it feels like they're probably priced accordingly. Espinoza one. Santos, I might say Rusnak maybe two, and then Santos mm-hmm. three after that. So um, I kind of like Espinosa a little bit more now that I see that his his production is kind of coming back around. And uh, I like the matchup at home against the Cincinnati squad at a midweek matchup. For sure. Might be a little bit tired. They're going to have some rotation in there. So, um, yeah, I like this spot for San Jose. I could... I could try to find some room for Espinosa over uh, a guy like Santos on the road at DC. Yeah, that's it's um, the the Santos game logs are just crazy. But I, I don't want to. I, I feel like uh, JD would make fun of me, but like Santos on the road versus the other guys who are at home, it, it is pretty crazy that if you thought like last year that we'd you'd have an RSL Portland game and like you decide on the Rusnok side over Valeri with no problem. Like right, it's crazy. Yeah, and just how bad Portland's been. Yeah, yeah, they're starting to kind of turn around. They are starting. Yeah, won, what, won a couple, one two straight, I think. Um, and that's the thing is they've been they've been on the road, so it's like, yeah, it's gone been a little bit slow to get for them to get going, but now they're finally starting to come around, and they're about to have a long stretch of games at home, kind of like DC United last year. Yeah. So I think, you know, I don't think we can completely forget about guys like Valeri. And we didn't mention Blanco with the forwards, but he's starting to put together some nice uh, nice performances for fantasy purposes. So um, I don't know. It's tough, to, it's tough to look at those guys, though, with the other options available. And right. feel super confident just with, with how uh, up and down they've been to start of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, mentioned Gregus in the... Uh, a little earlier and he's kind of in this range of guys that I feel like you always consider, but just probably not on this slate, like Iguain, Katai, Kenny safe. I don't think you're going to take him like away to San Jose when basically when you can have any of those guys, um, you would take Gregus instead. Uh, how far down does that go? Like Aronson, I'm not sure you're playing even though in a decent matchup. Um, I don't know. It's it's kind of like a not that it's a dead zone because these are guys that like normally you would want to play, but or maybe you have to play some of these guys because you're paying thirteen thousand for Vela. Right. 
Um, I mean, you mentioned Aronson. I mean, that's uh, he started last game and was on a good bit of set pieces. Mm-hmm. So um, I think Marco Fabian could be back for this one. So, you know, I'm not sure if I want to count on Aronson being in. Um, I like the guy a lot. He's just, it's his playing time. That's kind of makes me a little hesitant. Yeah. Um, he's come off, he came off 67th minute on Wednesday. He came off at the 60, 61st minute, um, his game before that. So, you know, he's a very talented kid. He's fun to watch, but I think with Fabian coming, potentially coming back, that definitely clouds the picture a little bit for him. If Fabian starts, I wouldn't mind him at 75 or 7,600. Um, but I'd be wary of a minutes limit for him too, for just sure. coming off injury. Um, but he's the kind of guy that could, could pile up some stats pretty quick, especially against the Revs at home. Yeah. Um, let's see, going down the list, he mentioned safe. Like, I'm not really sure what's up with him. I don't feel like uh, Koch is using him the right way. Like, it's production has been all over the place he had a minus one last game um, in a game that they were actually competitive with um against the red bulls so i don't know he didn't start in the midweek he didn't even make the bench in the midweek game so i'm just not sure what's going on with him just yeah i can't i can't do that um on the road at san jose um it's a weird situation yeah it is uh nico got time normally when i'd see him at 5700 i would say that's you know, it's an excellent price tag for him, and it, it, it really is it's still a good price for him. But um, on the road, LAFC is not the best matchup. <laughs> That's a nice way uh, to put it. I don't know. I mean, I, a case could could possibly be made for him, though. Just when you talk about the lack of value on the slate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd yeah. probably go further down, though. Like yeah. uh, I mentioned earlier at the top of the podcast with Edward Atuesta. Um, he's actually on some of LAFC's set pieces. Yep. Um, put together some pretty decent game logs of late. So, and yeah, we talked about the favorable matchup for LAFC again at home against Chicago. Then, um, you know, you're going to want some exposure to that attack, and I think he gives it to us for a pretty good, pretty good price at 4,800. The that price makes you not even have to think about playing Medunyanin. Yeah, Medunyanin is not somebody that gets me gets me excited uh, <laughs> very often. I mean, it's kind of a defensive midfielder with some set piece, set right. piece responsibilities. I mean, he's kind of in the same mold as uh, Grey Goose, but it feels like Grey Goose is a little bit, little bit more involved, um, especially like when Quintero's out. Then, I mean, they've got uh, Rodriguez up top that they're just trying to feed balls into the box for. So um, He takes a few more shots. I think that's just the different like there's yeah. some goal upside just because he actually shoots as opposed to Medunin who just kind of waits back right right um so yeah I, I definitely plug a twist in there um over Medunin in that price range and then on down the list um Miguel Ibarra just returned from injury mm-hmm. he only I think he's still in a minutes limit and you know he's pretty uh pretty goal or assist dependent uh, but for 4500 if you want to throw a dart with him and if he starts in a GPP I could see it uh, I like Paul Ariola for 4300 um, I think he's you know I mean he might even be cash game viable on this slate if you really have to Yeesh. you know 
if you if you have to find some value to to squeeze the big guns in, I could say that Ario is probably in the conversation. He's kind of back into his his normal position. I think they were having to deploy him at left back there for a little while. Yeah. Um, but he's more more involved in the attack now. Um, four crosses in a shot last game at Minnesota. Um, eight points against Columbus on the road. So, you know, it's it's not uh, <sighs> all right, all right. It's, it's that kind of slate, Andrew. I'm saying, man, it's like unless you want to pay down for like a Ozzy Alonso revenge game, which I guess he's questionable, but he's uh, he's at home against Seattle. Uh, thirty six hundred. That's that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's the value that you're looking at on this slate. Like, I not pretty. I would definitely sign up for an Ozzy Alonso revenge game over playing um, Ariola. Yeah, it's about it's a eight hundred dollar difference. Yeah, I'll I'll blame it on that. On I need the eight hundred yeah. since I'm still thirteen thousand away from building a lineup. So that eight hundred yeah. will go a long way. Ugh. Yeah, it's uh, it's rough down there. And, um, yeah, I guess the thing for Ariola, it's the it's you know Columbus isn't. I mean, both of those guys, Seattle is not a an easy matchup either. So yeah, yeah. it just gets even uglier after that. Like yeah, I'm, you're talking you know, like Dax. McCurry I was just about and... to say you're not going to play Dax away <laughs> to LAFC and uh, Bedoya or Diego Chara. Like it's. Jeez. Right. Where's the uh where's the men price Espinosa like we had at the beginning exactly. of the season? Exactly. That's what we need. Um <clears throat> I went to the New York City FC Chicago Fire game, what was that two weeks ago? And oh, yeah. I have never seen a player look more washed up than Bastian Schweinsteiger. Like the Yeah. Hate to see it. It's he, <laughs> he hates- it's I'm amazed that they actually play him as a center back now because it almost exposes him more than if he was like out in the midfield, just because any sort of speed, like any sort, not even like actual speed, just like any level of speed. And he's toast. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's sad to see. I felt bad for all the people yeah. with their Bayern Munich jerseys. <laughs> Came out to see him. Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's interesting what they're doing with him back there, but I don't know. I mean, I guess he's, you know, he's, he puts together some defensive stats, but it's not really anything to chase for fantasy right. and definitely not doing the fire any good. I mean, frankly, DraftKings should have him as a defender so he can at least get the clean sheet points because... Yeah. yeah. True. It's going to be fun, uh, fun watching Carlos Vela run right. run circles around yeah, exactly. this weekend. Yeah, exactly. I already feel bad for the guy. Um, <clears throat> going to defense and... Building when I was putting the lineup together, I was like, "Oh, I'll just save a defense," but like there are guys that I want to play. Like it's Metnier is better than every uh, midfielder I think under Rusnak. Like all the ones we were just talking about after Rusnak, I would rather play Metnier even against Seattle. And yeah, not really good. And maybe I mean, um, Marrera looks great. Like I, it's almost like I would rather pay. Uh, like go really cheap in at least maybe you might even have to do two midfield spots is the problem, but to like pay up at, at defense, which is nuts because I feel like MLS is not usually a, a league that requires you to pay up at defense. Like we had Zuzi for a while, but after that it was like <clears throat> anyone you're going to pay up for, you could get somebody cheaper, but I don't know. These guys look pretty good. 
yeah, no, defenders that definitely got some plays to uh, to consider. Um, you mentioned Metnire. I mean, the guy's been putting in double-digit crosses. I mean, at He's least like getting close to it the past four or five games. Uh, had an assist last game, which could have claimed uh, as his own goal. It was a, it was a goal. I think. Uh, yeah, I think Rodriguez said he it skimmed the top of his head. Yeah. <laughs> what what any forward would say in that situation. <laughs> right. He Harry came. Um, I wasn't what right. I wasn't complaining because I had Rodriguez on my season long team, <laughs> um, and but I had Metnire on my uh, DraftKings team. Mm-hmm. So you know, best 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 of both worlds there. there. Um, I'll take it. But yeah, he's been he's been good enough to pay fifty eight hundred for if yeah. that's you know the highest price defender. Um, and again, like if uh, if Cantero's out, then even more reason for him to just whip balls into the box for Rodriguez to try to get his his hair on again. <laughs> um, and then right below him, I mean Shea Salinas, he's oh. out of playing out of position. I mean he's listed as a defender. Um, I think I mentioned on the last podcast, like I used to play him for his crossing upside, and yeah. he's not crossing him and uh bulk like he was when i wanted to play him for fantasy now it's more about like uh getting himself in position to score goals mm-hmm. and he's he's turned in a few goals here lately so i think if you're playing him you know you're you're putting in a little bit more uh attacking firepower closer to goal going for that goal um and i think that he could he could get there at home against Cincy. so um i don't mind him i, I don't i wouldn't probably go there for cash but definitely uh decent GPP play. I'd rather play Metnire for cash and Maria right below him. Yeah. He's more cash viable, but all three of those guys, I mean, could turn up with a pretty big game. So it's, uh, yeah, it's like you said, I mean, you might have to be scraping the, the, uh, poly nipples in midfield and, uh, Ozzy Alonzo revenge games. If you want to, you know, bolster your, your front line, your two forwards and then pay up at the back. Right. Yeah. I mean, we even have, uh, and he looks great. Um, yeah, I'd say with Mbizo, though, I think uh, Kai Wagner should be back this weekend. Um, I'd imagine that he would slot back in, but yeah, I mean, Mbizo, he's made a case to to uh, keep his spot in the starting lineup, but I don't know. Wagner Wagner had a good start to the season. I could see him um, giving yeah. Mbizo a brief draft since he's played both of the last two games. Mm-hmm. He looks so good. But, yeah, if he starts, I mean, 4,700. At home, uh, I like it. And plus, you've got, uh, I don't know how you say his name, Shabilko up top now. Yeah. One of the forwards we didn't really talk about because his price is, is higher than I would want to pay for yeah. him. That's why we didn't talk um, about him. Yeah. And so he's looks like Brazilko is 6,800, but, I mean, he's a big presence in the box that a uh, guy like Mbazo or even if Kai Wagner starts, they'd be trying to, trying to find. So, yeah, it's uh, – Definitely some good scenarios here for some of these defenders. Yeah. I mean, uh, Seattle guys aren't bad. I'm not sure you you necessarily need to like pay up for someone like Brad Smith, but um, if we're you see anybody on the cheaper end that we're going to be able to get, like I, I went down to like Hector Jimenez if he, if he stays in, but it's like he doesn't do that much for me. He's just – he happened to be 3,600. Um I don't know. I don't see. Uh, I mean, Edgar Castillo is a guy that I've kind of been, uh, you know, I've been trying to keep on my radar, and he he's turned in some decent performances. 
3900 is not a bad price, um, you know, for a guy that gets gets forward and can lump in some crosses and get some shots off here and there. Um, I guess if you're mentioning it, Castillo, though, then you got to mention Waylon Francis, mm-hmm. kind of in that same mold. Um, Do you know how many points that, Castillo had in that 4-4 game? <laughs> he had one. One, I yeah. saw that uh, yeah. earlier, yeah. yeah. That was another guy that I was like, man, how does he how how does that happen? Four, yeah. four goals and he has, <laughs> has no involvement whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Miller has actually been pretty good um, at left back for Minnesota. He's 3,500. And so uh, I think he's kind of taken over that left back spot for Calvo. They've had back-to-back clean sheets since he was put into the lineup. So um, he's he's on the radar, I'd say. He's nothing, nobody that I'm like super thrilled about playing, but at home. Um, 3500 for a left back. It's not a bad price. You know why uh, you're not going to play him? Why's that? Because you're going to see two Minnesota defenders in your lineup, and you're like, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, it's true. This is true. And Even I'm not though it doesn't sure make sense. Gonna, uh... Like, they'd be fine because, like, we know you're playing Matt Nyer because you want to play him, and Milner, Milner, Miller is cheap. And you're like, he should make value, so right. like it'll be fine. But you're going to see – it's a mental thing when you see the two Minnesotas against Seattle, and you're like, what am I thinking? Oh, Or right. you'll see and three of them because Gray you have Gray Goose, yeah. yeah, and Azzy Alonzo. <laughs> yeah, like something's not right here. Right. <laughs> um, I'm curious who's going to be starting. I think Leardam is going to be out this one, mm-hmm. suspension. So I'll be curious to see who starts there, I think. They usually, I think they play, um, I think it's been somebody out of position. I don't think we'll be able to get a cheap defender. I'm trying to look through the list here. You don't see anybody that jumps out that would be a cheap replacement for them at, at the defender position. Right. So, um, Any chance they just play yeah. like uh, three in the back? And they have Brad Smith as like a wing back or are they going to end up with like Kihi at right back or something? I don't think Kihi's going to be at right back. <laughs> I think, um, I mean, I think they've put Buana, moved Buana around before. Jordy mm-hmm. Delema. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. He's a midfielder on DraftKings. Oh, 3,300. I wouldn't play him. Uh, out of position, I don't know though. Like we said, value's hard to come by. So yeah, um, be so interested well. to see. I mean, they're the they're in that second group of games, so we'll kind of know um, who's who's playing there um, pretty early on in the slate. Yeah, go from there. Yeah, uh, it's pretty much dead after that for me. Yeah, and that was a huge gap that we went from from like five thousand to thirty six hundred. <laughs> Telling you, I was trying to find, trying to scrape and see if there's anybody that's worthy of that price range, and it just ah, it gets rough, yeah, real fast. The pricing's pretty good in terms of like where guys should be priced. Yeah, I mean, it's, unless you want to take a shot with a center back, like right. you're probably going to be like thirty five hundred dollar Miller is probably like the cheapest uh, as far as a as far as an Outside back goes. I mean, I guess uh, Tristan Blackman's down there at 3,100. He started 
right back last game for LAFC and came off at halftime mm-hmm. with a negative half a point. Yeah. So yeah, and I just I don't think you can, especially with them with LAFC being in the last game of the slate. I don't think that's something that you can bank on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unless you just want, are fine with pivoting to a uh, Chicago defender, right. <laughs> which is really ugly. Uh, I don't think I don't think we should go there. <laughs> you don't want to end up with the non Real Madrid Marcelo, no, or uh, Johan Kapelhoff. Right, twenty five. I've actually I've actually gone there a couple of times this season. Just saying, oh, he's, he started uh, on the outside for Chicago, and you're thinking, oh, an outside back from M. Price, like what could go wrong? Well, everything. Take a look at his game log and tell me how many times he's <laughs> more than one point in his last four games. Oof. That's why he's men price. That's pretty impressive to have one yeah. point over that long of a period. Yeah, it's it's fool's gold because you see the lineups out and you're like, oh, you get a men price uh, fullback or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. outside back. This is kind of an and astonishing yeah. list of scores. But he's played 90 minutes in every game that he started, and his line is 1.50, 1.0, 4.0, which included a clean sheet. Against the Red Bulls, of course. Uh, 0. 0.75, 0. 0.5, 3.5. That was a monster game he had against Colorado. And then minus a half. Ah, pretty ugly. You're right. He's fully earned that $2,500 salary. Yeah. I, I mean, who knows? I might end up on him. Uh, <laughs> just kind of late if I want to work in the Velas and the, yeah. the higher price guys. But uh, it's pretty rough. Yeah. Uh, do you have any opinions on goalkeeper? I mean, earlier when I was putting the Vela build together, I had Alcid in, but he's playing against Vela. Yeah. So it's one of the three, like, because he's the cheapest, uh, I think he's the cheapest keeper on the board. Yep. Cheapest projected starter on the board. Right. Um, I mean, Cody Cropper. I was going to say Cropper's not best. horrible. I like, guess. I'd probably go there before I would go uh, Alcid. Yeah. You know, based on maybe that Philadelphia has some tired legs, um, they're going to rotate. I mean, Spencer Ritchie was putting together a pretty nice game last night until Philadelphia broke through in like the 70th minute. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, but then again, Cropper did just slid in four goals on the road and uh, <laughs> three goals the game before that. So, Other than uh, that, though, I don't know. I mean, he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he's made some saves along the way, so. I'd say of the uh, the cheaper keepers, then Cropper sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Stefan Fry is not a bad price at 4400 on the road at Minnesota that could be without uh, Cantero. I'd say, I mean, I'd say Fry is, is probably, yeah, I'd say Fry is probably the one that jumps out at me the most. Um, and yeah, if you want to pay all the way up, then Tyler Miller's up. 5700. Yeah, but then he's going to give up that Dax McCarty goal. Yeah, he's going to give up that one goal that gives <laughs> him the uh, three pointer for the win. You get a win and get right. three points. Right, yeah. I'd rather just take a shot with one of the cheap guys. Yeah, yeah. They're all the same to me. So, uh, did we forget anybody on the slate? Uh, I mean, I. When I look back at Shabilko's price, I noticed Sam Johnson sitting there at 5700 mm. Like, 
not a cash game play for me, but I've mentioned him as a tournament play before, and he's uh, he's come through. So you know, might, I think this Salt Lake Portland game could be a fun one. Could be a few goals in there. So yeah. Sam Johnson's worth mentioning. I will say too on that um, that big uh, Pedro Santos outburst against DC. Like, I think they were playing from behind for a good bit of that match. Yeah, so take that for what it's worth. Like he was whipping and crosses, trying to. Playing catch up, um, same for Iguain. Like they're playing catch up pretty hardcore for a good, good portion of that game. So those numbers are pretty inflated. You just proceed with caution there. I still think they're probably in play because it could be the same scenario. DC could easily get up early and um, kind of the same, uh, same situ- situation there. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, I think that's about it. I think that's it. Yeah. We covered everything. Feels like it. I'm sure there's well sign off and we're like oh wait we forgot about so and so uh <laughs> if we did forget about it you can uh, hit either of us up in the rotowire discord which is available for all subscribers you can just go to rotowire.com slash chat if you haven't joined or you can hit up skylar on twitter at DraftKicks. Uh, i am at rotowire andrew um my guess is if you ask me a question i will just tag skylar in it since he's the uh, the very clear expert so skylar uh, thank you for all of that and uh, good luck this weekend Yep. Good luck, guys. Thank you for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Soccer Podcast. For more great content, visit rotowire.com slash soccer. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.